0: week before Halloween, boys. You know what that means? Whoa. We're talking some good topics today. We are very, very excited to be back on the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast presented by ZealCigars.com. Z-E-A-L-C-I-G-A-R-S.com. ZealCigars.com. Everyone please find your cigar needs on the internet. And today you will be able to find a certain uh, pack of Pennsylvania Broadleaf cigars uh, that was hand selected by yours truly, sitting right across from me. Justin, tell them a little bit about what we're smoking today.
1: Yeah, so uh, we uh, we recently were really impressed by Alec Bradley's double Broadleaf, and I smoked it again today in the lounge with, uh, you know, Bradley Rubin and the, the Alec Bradley rep. And mm-hmm. I was just even more impressed the second time around. And I was like, man, I got to go back to some of my other Broadleafs that I really enjoy, and maybe a couple that I don't smoke hardly ever. Right and uh, and I was like I want to compare them because I was really impressed. Right. So right. Uh, the first one I went back to is the one I'm smoking right now, which is the uh, Tabernacle Havana Seed. Great um, cigar. I prefer the original Tabernacle, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, so I actually prefer that one over the original. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that would be a better gauge would be for me to smoke the the original blend, mm-hmm. but um but I knew that uh, the Havana Seed had a little bit more kick to it, and that Alec Bradley one had some. Had some had some, in your words, pomp and circumstance, a little
0: bit of pomp and circumstance.
1: So, I wanted to kind of uh go to something else I knew that had some pomp and circumstance. Okay, well, I'm smoking our unicorn blend
0: broadleaf. So, uh, our unicorn uh, cigars are great, they come in multiple different uh blends. S- blends, if you would. But the two that sell out the most are the broadleaf and the uh. Uh, the San Andreas and the Brazilian Maduro. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones. So I was smoking to the Pennsylvania Broadleaf. It is great. It's got some caramel nougat in there, some dark roasted nuts. I'm enjoying it. It really is a good cigar, and I'm having some coffee with it. But uh, it's spooky week, man. It's spooky week. So we're going to be talking about some spooky topics. I don't know how scary the next topic we're going to talk about is. I think it's scary if you live in Canada, not necessarily America, because we have the Second Amendment. But uh, we just found out that they halted all sales of firearms as far as handguns are concerned in Canada, am i correct
1: yeah and that's uh so the the prime minister justin trudeau um that's basically halting all sales on handguns that's basically from you know uh from people to people selling them and also from uh you being able to purchase at um Gun owners, like you, you know, you literally cannot buy, sell, or trade handguns at all right now. Uh, which, by the way, is, is a great setup
0: for being more communist than they are right now. I mean, Canada's really gone downhill in the last 40, 50 years, you know, and Trudeau is, is just taking them there faster than anybody else. I mean, they started with this whole thing. I mean, they were the first ones to uh, block a lot of the, uh, the, the, the trucks, as far as the pipelines were concerned, as far as the trucking industry is concerned, they had a big problem with that during uh, near the end of COVID, if you would. Uh, yeah, that's
1: one of the first times I've ever really seen Canadian. I mean, in my lifetime, there could have been more times, right? Sure. But that's one of the first times I've really seen Canadian citizens really like rise up, not be passive, yeah. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And I, I think that they're probably taking some some pointers from their you know their brothers to the south of them, you know, because we we will protest anything down here, you know, so because we have the rights and the amendments and everything within the Constitution. But I think that um, that's a real spooky and kind of crazy thing when you start doing that because that means citizens can't defend themselves against crime or against each other. And so, uh, or against their government, to say that, to say the least. You know, so uh, you know, they also have some weird laws in Canada where if you don't call somebody by their pronoun, I believe that they, they want you to call them by, it can be considered hate speech and you can get fined or maybe thrown in jail um oh really oh yeah there's so there's some weird stuff going on oh. in canada right now and it's i didn't know that it's not quite the you know the the, the bliss of democracy that you would want it to be um joe has not really done a great job you know with it in my opinion um and so as a as a result of that uh what are your thoughts on that like if you can't buy a handgun you know, and a major, let's just, there's there's a couple things that could happen that are pretty spooky, um, that are pretty scary that can go down. First, the government can take complete control of everything, okay, and you have no way of defending yourself, that's one thing that could happen. Second, there could be a major grid failure, right? If there's a major grid failure, you have to hunt for food or something like that, you can't hunt for food, you know, if you don't already have a handgun. Uh, And then, and the last one is, I mean, well, you can hunt for food with a rifle if you want, and things like that. Bro, they have regulations on air guns. Of course they do. It's Canada. I mean it, it's I didn't know that. It's just gone it's gone down the way of the, you know, the crapper in so so many ways. Uh, as far as limiting people's freedoms and being more regulated than almost than, than like a communist country. And that's one of the things about Canada is they're 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 pretty much pushing socialism. That's one of the things that they're doing. And just so you know, for the podcast, in case you guys are younger and everything looks like that, communi- communism and socialism are both equally terrible. They just are. They're, 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 they're a political system that has been proven not to work or, or be healthy for human uh, progress or flourishing. Both, okay. of, those, both of those systems. Uh, and you can see that they've, they've failed everywhere they've been. Uh, there's not been, any, And we, we celebrated the failure of it. Do you remember the, the wall in Germany that fell down? Okay, we celebrated that the whole world celebrated it. Now that we're actually thinking of this, uh, and no one's talking about this stuff anymore, we're we're back to like considering communism, considering socialism, and things like that, which is very, very, very dangerous because it all starts with the you know literally the the fragment fragmentation of the nuclear family. They don't want that. They want you trusting the government, not your parents. Yeah, and 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 America, to be quite honest with you, it has moved that way politically in a lot of ways. You know where they're taking the parents out of the system. Parents, the parents' authority and so on and so forth over their children. Uh, they're 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 teaching kids to uh, trust trust their government, trust the education system, trust this, trust that, and uh, it becomes very 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 convoluted for uh, young people growing up today.
1: Okay, I, it's it's really interesting when you when you look at this, right? Because one of the biggest one of the biggest differences between us and every other country specifically when it comes to gun laws mm-hmm. or gun rights rather. Yep. That's a big difference, right? Cuz I think we're the only country where it's considered a right. It is right. Yeah. You know, it uh you know under the constitution whereas um I feel like a lot of other countries um it's more of a privilege. And yeah. it's and it's looked at more of and see, this is another big thing about a lot of other countries too, right? Because of the way that we were established, um, we basically took our freedom by the, with the tip of a sword, right? Uh huh. Um, with a gun, rather. So when you look at like um, when you look at like what uh, why we have that in the Constitution to protect ourselves from our own government's tyranny, right? It's it's interesting that. I don't. I don't know. Like, do do Canadian citizens look at this as them losing opportunity to protect themselves from a government? Because I mean, their government's never really been, I guess, tyrannical towards them until recently,
0: right? I, I think that's what that's the that's the scary part is that recently their government has not been for the people. It's been you know for the government and the government getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the, when you have bigger government. You've got more control, and when you have yeah. more control, you have less, yeah, less liberty and less freedom. And that's what's happening, particularly in Canada. This is one of the things that they're doing to take away people's freedom to to be able to defend themselves, to be able to, in some case, you know, defend themselves against the other populace. Yeah, you know, that you absolutely need. And so well, that's one of the problems I see happening right now.
1: Well, and what's crazy is like, and and I have family members that live in Canada. My brother is a pastor of two churches in Canada. They just adopted like five girls. Um, so I've learned a lot about Canada recently, just, just through them. Mm-hmm. They, uh, the Canadian government was actually, cause you, when you adopt kids, you basically like rent to own what I, that's a really shitty way to say it, but it's the easiest way for me to get the point across. Okay. So you, when you adopt kids, you, you get like part-time visitation of them. So they come and stay with you for, and, and I, I do kind of agree with this, right? So. They come and stay with you for so many days a week, and then they go back to the, you know, the orphanage or wherever they're staying. The
0: government's government funded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: they they own the the government owns the kids basically until you are fully done with the adoption, and it's a long process. Dude,
0: that's messed up, bro. So that's messed. They up. were
1: gonna require all five of those kids to be vaccinated. Really? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off air just for keep my family safe. I'll tell you off air, like what happened and what they did. Okay. Um, But yeah, so I've, I've been learning a lot about, about Canada and, and um, it's, it's just, it's, it's interesting to see the, how, just how different the dynamics are with that kind of stuff.
0: Well, the dynamics are changing here in America.
1: We know that. Oh, I, I, like, that's kind of where I was going with that thought. Uh, you, you led me back to it. It's kind of funny because When you look at the dynamics changing or the temperature changing, the culture changing, the, you know, whatever it is that's, that's moving right now. Like the, the culture is in a weird place all over the world, right? Like life is just in a weird place.
0: I don't know that it's like that all over the world. I will say it's in westernized countries. Okay. It's radically, it's radically changing quickly and it's becoming divisive very quickly.
1: And So why isn't that the conversation around why people, why gun violence is going up, right? Because people are getting more desperate. People are getting more angry. People are this, people are that, right? Like, they're blaming it on, oh, there's just too many guns in the country. So now they don't want to bring guns in. Well, I hate to tell you, but uh, do you know how easy it is to fly below uh, 5,000 feet, get into Canada, Go down, buy diamonds from a jeweler, fly back up to about you know four thousand feet, fly out of Canada, and nobody ever knew that I went in there and bought diamonds and brought them in. I'm just saying that right now. Sure, I'm I'm sure it's very possible. I have a story. It's it's legit. Like it, so, the fact that like banning gun sales that people think that that's going to stop guns from entering their country or people getting them is just it's it's a crazy thought. Well, yeah, but people can't. People that want to be legal, you know, and want to want to obey
0: the law can't do that anymore. And so that I guess well, and if the they question, want to, and if they're legit people, they won't. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. What do you mean? Unpack that for me.
1: Like if, if, um, oh, that's a weird thing to say. So like if I, um, you, if, if I moved to a country and became a citizen, but because I wasn't born in that country, I was never allowed to own a gun. Uh-huh. I would not go out and seek and break the law to buy a gun because I felt like I wanted to own one. If, if it was set up the way that I was, I was somebody who lived in that country Let's let's say let's say I moved to I don't know let's say I moved to Puerto Rico right okay. and I don't know their gun laws whatever sure sure I moved to Puerto Rico and I marry a Puerto Rican girl and I get I get citizenship and they're like yeah you're you're now a Puerto Rican citizen but because you weren't born here you can't you can't own a gun I would I would I would I would honor that and I would not go seek out a gun on the black market to own a gun you see what I'm saying yes I, understand I would abide saying. by the law the law abiders will abide by the law versus. So, like, if they ban ARs but here we, in the U.S., are you going to go find no. an AR on the black market? If I
0: had to, yes. If you had to. If I had I mean, to. That's the thing. That's that's the problem I have with your illustration is that I, I don't think that the government—I I think part, part of the reason America is the way that it is is because we do have the Second Amendment.
1: And, right. Everybody and, else looks at weapons as a, a hunting tool— Not as something that could be potentially used to protect yourself in the event that something happened
0: against the government. That's the whole purpose of the Second Amendment. Foreign
1: and domestic. Yes, exactly.
0: But I I think that that's that's one of those those issues that when you talk about it and you say, you know, the the problem I have is just more control. And so if I have a government trying to control them, the reason why I stay I stay in America, I could live in any other
1: country if I wanted to.
0: I, it's very simple. I yeah, really, dude, we I could really sell could.
1: out and move to Mexico yep. like freaking kings, dude, and just uh, kick it. Yeah, sell cigars in Mexico, bro. Yeah, yeah it's Cuban, bro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so
0: that that's here's the thing. I we could we could do that. The problem is I live in America because so I love America. Yeah. And I still have freedoms intact here. When those freedoms become regulated and or they're they're taking away by the government little by little, uh, that's where you start getting you know, you start stepping on people's toes to where they can't defend their families, you know, in desperate times call for de- desperate, measures. People will will do that. They'll find guns on the black market, because if you're living in a you're living in a rough neighborhood and you don't know and your government says and you can't buy you can't buy a firearm to defend your family or your property. And then all of a sudden you're like, OK, these, these guys just moved in and you're like, they, they seem kind of shady. I do wish I had a gun. And they come and they start harassing you and they have guns but you don't have anything you're telling me you won't go find a, a gun on the black market to defend your family i would
1: yeah i guess yeah i guess it depended to what so that ah, you're getting into a lot of uh you're getting into a lot of both like economical and government like stuff there right cuz there's a couple things that come into play there right number one is is i don't know what the canadian government's like if you report somebody for having something like that that's illegal right i don't know if like the mounties show up and just like you know, know, tear the house down and rip you out. I don't know. Cause like here, if I call, you know, if I call, uh, if, if the neighbors are harassing me and they have a gun, you know, it, it's a 50, 50 coin flip. And the, it's an, it's also a 16 minute. Yeah, the, they like either show be here. Right. Be here for 16 minutes, yeah. They either show up and there's something fishy with the house, and it ends up being something more than that, or they show mm-hmm. up and they're just like, "Hey, you know, you can't." Maybe there's a court case following because you know the owner, you know, disturbing the so, peace, whatever. You know what I mean? So, so,
0: so let's bring this home then. So let, let's just
1: be honest about it. So we're in Phoenix, and Phoenix does have a police problem right now. They're they're very understaffed. We know that they're understaffed, and they're actually being um targeted actually uh there's been a lot of setups in phoenix um right both right. in the city and outside the city so uh,
0: so there's i can't remember what it was but less than a thousand police officers for a city of r- roughly you know one, 1. 1.6 million just in phoenix you know i'm not talking about chandler scottsdale it's, mesa Ch- I'm it's not so that.
1: bad hey, if you're listening out there and you're going through a police academy somewhere and you want a lateral transfer you want somewhere nice and sunny Telling you right now, the Phoenix Police Department will give you seventy-five grand out of the freaking academy, bro.
0: Absolutely, and I'm I, I would absolutely beg guys to come here because we need some good cops. Um, but I'll I'll, I'll say this that when you you're thinking about this, and you're you're we're working through this. So we have buddies who are cops. We
1: know this plenty. And yeah. So
0: the the issue then that the, our even our buddies were like, you know, you, you need you need a firearm just in case something if something happens, someone's breaking in your house and you can't defend yourself, dude. You know, it's it's gonna take them. 15, 15 to 16 minutes to
1: get there. I had a young kid in here, uh I don't know, like a month ago with his mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, dude, that's a nice truck. Oh, sh- wait, bro, are those bullet holes? And he was like, yeah, bro, wait till you hear this story. And it was just him and his mom driving down the road, going somewhere, just, you know, doing their business. And uh like some guy was all at, driving all erratic and driving all crazy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, they ended up pulling up next to him at a stoplight, and the kid rolled the window. The kid was driving. Mm-hmm. The kid rolls the window down. He's in his 20s. And uh, he you know, just asked the dude, hey, bro, you, you, you doing okay? I just saw you kind of swerving. Just wanted to make sure you're all right, dude. And I guess the dude just went off, like started yelling, started going postal. So he was like, okay, rolled his window back up. Well, the next light, they were getting ready to turn. So this dude, um, I think they were going to turn left or something like that. And this dude gets up next to him in the right lane, uh, waits for them to go turn left, and as soon as they start turning, just pops like six rounds into the truck, and then peels off. wow.
0: Another reason, gentlemen, another reason, you know, ladies and gentlemen, to, you know, equip yourself with a firearm and be trained how to use it. You know, I, I really think that, you know, when the government regulates things like that and super regulates it, even like they do here, I think it's... I think I think that there we'll get back on this topic again cuz I g- I got to go into it as far as the government checking the background of every every individual buys a firearm and everything else like that. Uh I yeah, agree and I think in Canada checks. you have
1: to get a specific card. So you have to go yeah. through like a, a, a you have to go through like a licensing it's more process. Difficult. Yes yeah, and it's get much a license. much more difficult.
0: Um here uh, th- there there are some there are some things that I'm I'm happy for. I am happy for background checks. And I am happy that fel- that that people who have felonies cannot have. If you have a violent felony,
1: you Lem, cannot have a. Let me ask you this real quick. Okay. F- finish the things you're happy about, and then I'll ask you the ones that I, I'm curious about. Okay, so I'm I'm happy that violent violent felons can't cannot have
0: uh, firearms. It's illegal for them to have them. It doesn't stop them from getting firearms, you know, and they could actually buy a firearm at a a, a gun show or you, an Indian you know. reservation, from my you're, understanding. Yes, yes, that's another thing too. So um so there are there are loopholes obviously i don't think we're ever going to close every loophole uh but i do think that the more more government regulation and things like that i don't think will solve the problem because essentially what happens with those background checks and everything like that you're put on a list man and they can politicize that list they can they can see how you vote and everything else like that and then go oh okay he's a registered you know he's a registered republican and if they went ahead and deem all republicans you know what terrorist or something like that some a lot of a lot of woke liberals will, will deem you a a terrorist or something like that you know i've heard it before i've been called it before you know um a domestic terrorist what's called domestic terrorist you know and it's it's just crazy man how that happens and you're like what what are you nuts i'm not a terrorist i'm just trying to protect my own and my family so with that said what did you want to ask me what, what's the what's the parts that you were like
1: well oh. so i was going to ask about like because we kind of talked about it in the the first time we talked about guns and like cigars, um, and one of the things that we we lightly talked about was like uh you know things that we didn't really want to see happen mm-hmm. as it comes to um changes in gun laws and things like that. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about a lot of things that we may not want to see happen as far as changes, mm-hmm. but uh, so one of the things that I was curious about is like um so like drug testing yes so like here's here's my thought on that hear me out so if you own a medical marijuana license right yes yes because that's a federally illegal drug yes the government basically you cannot you're technically not supposed to own guns allegedly right they say you can't own guns um but you definitely can't purchase them or they can make it or it's at the seller's discretion or something like that right right yes why wouldn't they want people that are licensed to be the ones buying, right? Because it's, it's, it's legal here in Arizona now. So what do you mean I, licensed? So, for example, if you have a medical license for marijuana, okay, you can't buy a gun. Okay. But I could go literally down to the dispensary legally, show them my ID without any kind of a medical recommendation. Correct. And buy it, go home, put it away, mm-hmm. go to the gun store and then buy a gun literally 2 seconds after i just bought weed. Well yeah, that's a that's a And nobody ever knows. Right? Yeah. So i don't i don't understand So like why wouldn't you want somebody who's licensed that you know is on that to be somebody that you allow to purchase a gun versus somebody who is um abusing meth, heroin, Cocaine, heck, alcohol, dude. alcohol. I mean, just be honest about it. I mean, um, like, how
0: many, how many violent
1: Jesuses, You know, Percocets, yeah. Oxycontins.
0: So, I mean, how many violent marijuana users do you know that are mm. violent?
1: You know, I I'll stop you a little bit on that okay. one. Well, I don't know because I don't so know that's the stats. what. So, according to what my dad used to say, being a police, my dad was a police officer for twenty years. Okay, and one of the things that my dad would say was, it's not the 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 marijuana itself it's the crime that comes with it. Okay, sure. So it's not particularly but, that, like... That's why they decriminalized it. And yeah. That's why it's so, illegal to sell. Yeah. So I think that's why the gun laws get so specific there is because it's still, even if it's legalized, still a very heavily... Trafficked. Trafficked, trafficked drug. Illegal, yeah. And illegal. I think the, that that brings on the gun violence on top of it, which is why it's one of those things. But... Mm-hmm. But again, because it's a product that is, those people aren't yeah. medically licensed under the state to own saying that I'm legally buying this, you know, I'm legally buying this, you know, I'm under this program mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't buy a gun even though you know all that about is me. Is the
0: question you're asking me that somebody has a marijuana card, should they be legally allowed to buy a firearm? Is that the question you're asking?
1: Well, me? the question I was getting to was like, should they look more into no. people's, the drugs that people are no. using?
0: No, no. I don't believe. I think it's a violation of privacy, even, even the, mar- the marijuana law there. I think it's a violation of privacy. I just really do. I think the, the, even though the camera, that there's a
1: like a pretty heavy correlation to school shootings and antidepressants.
0: Well, that's antidepressants. I it's mean, that's, still a drug, that's, bro. That's that's, it's that's still fine. a drug. That's fine. But the but the reality is the yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, and there, there's there's a
1: rabbit hole with that you can go down. To be like, sure. I could go smoke two crack rocks, wait um, an hour, go buy a gun, right. Right, But I could be perfectly sober, maybe have a medical license, but maybe didn't smoke for... Uh, here, I think medical license are two years in Phoenix. Okay. So, let's say I get one. Uh, maybe I use it the first year, but maybe I didn't really like it, and I didn't... So, I don't use it the second year, but okay. I still have the card. Yeah. I haven't used for a year, but because I have that card, I can't go purchase. But I could go smoke a crack rock. a big rock. Rock.
0: difference. I don't know. There's a big difference between crack and marijuana. I mean, there just really is. I know they're both controlled substance, but I mean... A very, one's decriminalized, one doesn't have the the health effects that
1: right. The but other the one does. that's decriminalized is the one that you can't buy weed if you legally are buying it. Yeah, I, you see I, what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that's that's where the government re- regulation. I mean i i don't think it, i don't think it's that simple. I don't i don't think that more regulations are going to help this. I just really don't. It, it's been proven not to. I mean, we've just had crime escalate. Yeah. When you have defund the police and you have Um, certain cities with huge, take Chicago, for example, Yeah, you know, with, with high crime rates and everything like that to disarm the people there or to to not disarm them, but to, um, uh, if it happened here in America where you could not buy handguns inside city limits right there, where we would go to the rural places to buy them. But I mean, if you couldn't buy, you know, a handgun to protect yourself in Chicago, I mean, you're, you're up a, you're up a Creek, bro.
1: You know, at that point, well, and to be honest, it's not easy to get a handgun in Chicago. Legally, it's one of the hardest states to get a gun in outside of, sure. you know, California. And I think maybe thus the high crime rate. That's
0: the high crime rate. When, when, there's, there's a correlation between high crime rates and where you cannot purchase firearms. We all know that to be true. We know that we know that's a fact. Um, and they have a lot a lot of the woke cities have that problem. If you would, we, we see that. We see it happen in California. We see it happen in New York. We see it happen in. in, in, in oh, the, even Ohio,
1: bro. Ohio just went constitutional carry a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm curious to see how that, ha- like, what happens in Ohio? Yeah, with the, um, with,
0: the uh, with the crime stats. Yeah, we know that crime stats are less less when there when there are open carries and concealed carries allowed. So that that's a, that's a direct correlation between. That's
1: a that's a funny stat though. Now that I'm thinking about it, right? Because think about it this way, right? The well, crime that was going to be committed might have been stopped, but in a way, something else happens, right? So, like, hear hear me out. Okay. So. A guy goes in to rob a store. Right. Somebody there is with a concealed carry. And uh, there's two ways that that can basically go down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Either three ways, I guess. The, the guy carrying pulls his gun out and gets that guy to surrender his gun. Mm-hmm. Less likely scenario. Yes. The guy with the gun sees the other guy with the gun and runs away. Yes. And then the most likely scenario is the bystander shoots the other guy with the gun. so
0: that's not the most likely scenario you don't think so no the most likely scenario is a guy runs away
1: if he knows you have a gun because Mm, robbers robbers, i don't know dude
0: speaking a a robber maybe
1: before but not now dude people are just shooting people bro
0: i don't think so i i really think that statistics statistics have shown that if a robber looks for the weakest gazelle so if you're out there and you're unarmed if you would so two shops right next to each other right the angle shops one, let's say it's cigar shops, okay? Let's say it's two cigar shops next next to each other. One is disarmed, one is armed, okay? Which one do you think the robber's going to go to? Well, he's going to go
1: to the one that's disarmed, exactly. most likely, yeah. Exactly. I so get that, that. that.
0: That's why I'm saying that, like, you... I don't think
1: that... I don't think that disarming people is going to do anything. But don't, you don't... don't no, that, that's not my... That's not what I'm getting at. Okay. I'm just saying that, like... If... So, one of, one of two things can happen in that situation, right? So if if the bystander ends up pulling the gun and shooting somebody then there's potentially another situation right so like it, right it, yes the so what i'm getting at is are the statistics skewed because that crime didn't happen so crime is down because it didn't happen because he it got stopped because technically the crime still happened. It just uh, didn't finish.
0: No, 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 it's reported. You know what I mean? It's still reported. Okay, as a crime. I, I don't know. I'm asking. Oh yeah, it's still reported as a crime. I'm, 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 am really sure about that. So like it's, it's still recorded It's something you're talking about. If, if it's still reported, if a shop owner pulls out a gun and shoots somebody that was
1: trying to rob him, you're saying that that negates the crime and it's not reported? Is that is what you're that, asking? Is that still reported as a robbery? Yes. Then how still, is statistics? It, then how would gun owners actually stop? Then it, Here's my, th- here's my thought. Right. And, okay. and I'm not, a, I'm not against this. This is just where I'm thinking right now. So here's my thought. So how could you statistically say that gun violence is down when people are allowed to carry? If that crime, even though the crime is stopped still gets reported as a crime.
0: Well, I don't think there's as much of it because Roberts will not want to, they will not. Okay. Will that's not, what I was getting at. They will not want to go towards if, 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 a that's whole. that's what I was getting at. If a whole, it's the same reason people don't invade America. But no one's going to invade America because we have the most. We have more. The guns. biggest army in the world because yeah.
1: it's all of our armed citizens, exactly. not because it's military exactly.
0: personnel. Exactly. The 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 the, pro, the the ability for Red Dawn to really happen here is slim to none. That's mm. not gonna. That's not gonna happen in the, in the sense of where our. You know, we get invaded by some kind of foreign ar- army. Uh, by
1: nature, the fact that all of our our. our it wouldn't it wouldn't be an army invasion. It would be a silent invasion. Of course. Yeah, it would be slowly totally, taking over your doctors, your government, that's exactly your public what's positions. I'm not gonna get into that right now. That's but.
0: exactly what's <laughs> happening, bro. Yeah, there's there's so, a and the last thing, what would Hitler do before he took over I can't. He, he took over Germany? He disarmed everybody. Okay? Yeah. He disarmed everybody and, and, and then took 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 the Jews, put them into ghettos. You know, that that's essentially what's happening. I, dude. I don't
1: wanna I don't wanna get too crazy into this. But like, it's what's happening, bro. Look, look into your medical professionals, and find me somebody from the United States. Yeah, yeah, dude. Sincerely,
0: yeah, sincerely. So when when you when you think about these things, you got to think of the big picture, and the big picture is more government control means less freedom, period. And that's essentially what's happening in Canada, you know, and that's that's essentially what's what, what's even happening here. And so, the more government control, bigger government means less freedom for you, and the the government being in your business as everything. We're already, I mean, we're, in one sense, the government oversees us by nature of the fact that we sell a regulated good, which is tobacco. Yeah. So, because we sell a regulated good, we have audits, we have everything else that we go through. Uh, to keep us regulated within the government's specs, right? So here's the reality, though, behind it. So them knowing all those things and, them, and then calling tobaccos a regulated good, you know, if you would, um, it, it was never that way back in the day. I mean, just if, we, if we're going back far enough, we're, we're, we're really in, a, in a, a skewed society right now where the government regulates everything, and then the government's in with big tech, and so big tech watches everything, tries to sell you everything, all, all these things, and they try to generate fear, as well, so I'm not. I'm not here to generate fear. I'm here to talk about like when the government starts regulating things like we're talking about here, like the, the halting the sale of firearms. I was gonna say arms, that wasn't
1: even regulating; that was just yeah. stopping completely. Right. <laughs>
0: when that when that happens, I mean, and don't think
1: that and it was know, already heavily regulated. Don't yeah,
0: think, don't think the Biden administration doesn't want to do that here. Yeah, see that yeah. was that
1: was one of the things I was getting at oh, yeah. on this. We kind of got a little off the rails a little bit, but yeah, that was one of my things. Is like do. Is there a domino effect when yes. countries start doing that? Yes,
0: and that's that that will cause an uprising. I mean, I, I don't know that it ever happened here because we have the Second Amendment, but they'd have to do away with the Second Amendment to do that here. You know, to be quite frank. So, I mean, in order to sell it, you know, but I don't think I don't think our country is in that. I think there's I think there's more people dissatisfied dissatisfied with the current administration and how things have been running. You know, because just by nature of the fact that Biden's so far down well, in the polls. And that's know, so. not even
1: here, dude. I just yeah. had a Canadian guy walk in who's actually from Norway but lives in Canada. Yep. Who literally looked at me dead in the eye because I was like, oh, dude, where are you from? Because I heard the accent. And he was like, well, I'm originally from Norway, but I live in Canada now. And, uh, and I was like, oh, interesting. We're talking about Canada on the podcast right now. I just paused it to come up here and help you. And he was like, yeah, man, I can't wait till we get rid of that dude. Trudeau. And he was talking about Trudeau. Yeah. He was yeah. like, I can't stand him. He's like, I cannot wait till we get rid of that dude.
0: Yeah. I, I think you see people, you know, what, regardless of political party or independent, what, what have you, very dissatisfied because of inflation, because of what's going on, everything else like that, that could be solved by a myriad of different ways. They're, they, and they're not very complicated ways, but the administration, because they're selling climate control and they're selling all these other things that, that really uh, have bigger complicated issues to them that we should take on little by little without hitting the economy. I'm not saying that, that climate change isn't real, I'm also saying it's cyclical, but the but the reality is we're, we're doing things so drastically because these people are promoting such fear in the environment and they're saying that everything is caused by environmental change today, like, like the hurricanes and everything else like that. And if you go back and look at the history it's cyclical. It it just is. We have we have that. We could be heading towards. Not only
1: is it cyclical, but there's also rumors that it can be created. Uh-
0: well, I don't know about that. I, I don't I don't know if that's 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 possible or anything else. I have no knowledge of that. But I I can definitely say that there's a reality a re- reality to where the government doesn't want you to trust your parents, doesn't want you to trust the nuclear family, doesn't want to to encourage the nuclear family in any way, shape, and form. They want you to trust
1: them. Well, and it's not just our government, you know. This is a whole world thing that's happening right now.
0: Yeah, but you see the whole world rebelling against it. What that is do, true. What you do, you see multiple, that, multiple he, civilizations all over the all over the globe rebelling against big government. You see that happening. It, don't think it won't happen here. It's going to happen dude, here at some, if it gets too big.
1: Star Wars, bro. Yeah, the rebellion.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what's happening. But that's how how you discredit guys like us and guys that think this way. You call them domestic terrorists or you call them conspiracy theorists or something like that. And then everyone just goes ahead and goes, whatever. But the idea of conspiracy theory being quickly um, dismissed is no more. Yeah. Because more and more people, when they hear conspiracy theory, they tune in. I mean, just really, who's got the biggest podcast there is? Joe Rogan, right? Who also is a known conspiracy theorist? Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. Who's the second largest podcast? That's Tucker Carlson, right? So you have Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan. You have you have a you have a right a right guy, okay, a guy that leans right for sure with Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan. is more of a centrist, but essentially they're they're exposing things that are happening continually, and America's
1: tuning in, going, "Holy crap, dude, we've been duped on some things." Well, that's the thing is like, not only are they exposed, the, the the our own government has exposed things. The, the file, the documents are out there. There's CIA and FBI documents that have been revealed during the. I think there were some during the Obama administration, some during the Trump administration. Like there's a lot of documents out there that you can, you can read information on. I mean, take it, take it for what you want, but the documents are out there. Right. Right. hundred percent. Some it's of them just, are in mar lago Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice way to bring it back to Trump. Um, that, that's, that is funny. That is funny. Uh, but I, I, I think that in that regard, you know, when we're talking about firearms, we're talking about the halt of firearms and everything like that. I think that is a government's way of controlling people, and I think if you control people, and you can control people, it is not freedom; it is literally tyranny. And so that's why Trudeau is known as a tyrannist. Do you think? You
1: know? Do you think that um, my people don't like him in Canada? <laughs> do you? Th- I mean, do you think? Do you think there is a possibility that after this? ban sticks and if it sticks do you think they move a step forward and start looking at because i'm pretty sure they already have like a weird ban on some other um like long rifles and i'm i don't do I, I don't think they can own ars but like do i think that tier do you think they come in, in the and end? try to take their the rest of the pistols from them in? if
0: you're asking me do i think that tyrannists ever win in the end no they never do freedom all people just want to be free they just do. And so they'll fight for that. They'll they'll, I, can, they'll uprise for that. They'll protest for that. And you see it around the globe. So what makes you think that this is going to be any, any different with us or with Canada or anybody else like that? There's going to be a point when, when government gets too big the people rise up and say, leave us alone. And it doesn't matter what political party you're in at that point. You're like, just leave me alone. Let me be myself. You know, and we try all these different, you know, it just, well, what was the... Uh, Chaz, the Seattle, the Seattle settlement that was like a free zone. Oh no, I, I don't one, know nothing about that. Yeah, it's like a, a free zone they set up in Seattle, and there was murders in there, and there were people with guns, and there was law, and they, they tried to have law and everything like that. But it was a a free space where there's no money exchanged or anything. It, it didn't work out.
1: Okay, well, yeah, because it, it, unless you can completely block out every potential. Foreign entity coming into there. And you can't. It's impossible. You, you can't. That's that's the
0: point. And, and so when you tell free citizens that they cannot buy a firearm to defend themselves, criminals what reign? Oh yeah, they just reign, and and you can't do anything
1: about it. Well, you it's really like, can. and that's why, uh, that's why people don't understand border control. Right. Okay. Getting that too. We're getting super
0: political today. So people don't
1: like people don't understand border control like. <laughs> The, go go the, to Nicaragua right. and walk across the border from Nicaragua to Honduras and tell me how that adventure goes. Yeah, it won't go. No, Now they, come they, here and walk across the, me- the border into Mexico and buy prescription meds and then walk back and tell me how that adventure went. Right. A lot smoother. Not yeah. to mention you just bought drugs illegally and walked them over the border and you were sure. fine. Sure. Try that in Honduras and tell me what happens when you try to walk across the border from Nicaragua to Honduras. Dude, you get shot, dude. You get shot you can't. You, they have no tolerance. So that—that's the other thing too. Is it's a Brittany Grinder, dude? That's a yeah. perfect example. Oh,
0: a hundred percent. That's a little more political, I think, than anything else. Well, yeah, cause she did
1: something illegal, but right.
0: But I think I think that they're trying to use her as an example of, you know, don't screw with Russia. You know, when you screw with Russia, this is what we do. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a, I think it's more of a Putin thing. And I think he's he's crazy too. Um, but I also think that our the the cra- the craziness of this issue. Has deep, deep, deep roots in American culture. I think it really does. And the reason that we've, the reason that we're, uh, the capitalism works and that the Second Amendment works and everything that works right here works is because of how we have set up our country. We are the world superpower and the biggest economy in the entire world. We just are. China's on our heels. There's no doubt about that. Okay. And they might, they might have taken us at some point, but. The, the reality is when you have this, these issues, I mean, you, you know about, yeah, China, we are the
1: number, we're the number one consumers. Yeah. We're uh, consumers. 100%, 100%. Yeah. We it, buy.
0: If that's, here's the other thing too. We buy. <laughs> and, and just, just to, just to put a bug in your ear, if we continue just to be consumers and don't think about what we're consuming, you know, just on a, on a global basis and everything else like that and how to bring jobs back here and everything else like that, we're going to have a major, major problem in the future. I mean, if not us, our children for sure will have a major problem because we're going to be enslaved to another country because of the debt that we have. Mm. You know, that's in the trillions. You know, at this point, so I I think the you can only push the debt ceiling up up enough to where somebody starts calling on you debts that you owe them, and you're like, and the only reason we don't get our debts, you know, uh, what what the reason our like debts expunged? aren't expunged? Well, oh, like, you mean
1: co- like no? Well, the reason we'll, we'll never the, get the family lawyer's not here breaking. Somebody's kneecaps. No, the no, U.S. Treasurer for the money. No, here's the big thing: we have more
0: nukes than everybody else. About 2,400 $2, more nukes than anybody else does. So that nuclear power that we have, and the and the and the nuclear destruction that we can cause, essentially keeps us keeps people from coming in and finally demanding that we do this. And they can sanction us and, and do everything else like that. But the fact of the matter is, and we already see it too, like in the prices of like even cigar accessories that are all made in China. By the way, all made in China, like that really cool cutter that we got. Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee you that cutter would be probably about ten dollars cheaper five years ago. Oh yeah, easy. Not now, not now. Now it's like twenty four, twenty five bucks. But five years, five years ago, probably would have been fifteen bucks. You know, most
1: definitely. You getting flies in your yeah, dude? I just had a gnat fly in my eye, dude. Me too. What's going on back here? Um, there's probably some food. But leaving them banana peels all over.
0: I know. I know. But I I think I I don't know that I don't I don't know that we're going to solve the world's problems in this podcast. I will say it's concerning when that happens and it's concerning that it happened just right north of us. Yeah. You know, and what what will happen as a result of this, you know, to the American culture and what will happen as
1: a result of what we're trying to establish and do. Well, I'll tell you one thing that'll go up freaking illegal drug sales in the U.S. across that border is going to go up because they're going to be running that stuff there now.
0: Yeah, and keep this in mind, guys, that whenever things like this come down from a government standpoint, criminals just celebrate it. They celebrate and they're like, oh, good, this is great. I mean, more gazelles to hunt. I mean, that's essentially what, what it looks like. I mean, you got you got lines out there that if good men don't stand up, there's not sheepdogs out there that are, I mean, the wolves come in by the droves because crime doesn't stop because of this. You know what I'm saying? Illegal things don't stop because of this. Oh, it's crime not, never stops, dude. It's that, it's not like the criminals go, oh, just, Guess can't can't buy any guns anymore. They got plenty of guns. They can get them from other people. Yeah, you know. So I mean, as as a result, if you disarm a public this way, or you you restrict arming a, a, a public this way, there can be crime stats can go through the roof. So what I'm interested in is a month from now, how the crime stats. Yeah, and that's all that's all what over. I had said too, and that's all why over. I was
1: thinking was yeah. like, yeah, how do they how do they gauge that, and how do they report it, and how do they say. You know, how do they report a crime that was stopped by somebody else with a gun? Yeah, like there's a lot of skewed data in there. And that's kind of what I was getting at earlier when I was having the conversation with you is like how do they you know, how 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 real is a lot of that data? Well, the best case scenario is for us to keep an
0: eye on it and to report back in a month those stats following up this podcast and say, This is what we see, this is what we know to be true, and as a result of that, here's what we found out,
1: predicated on our opinion and stuff like that. Here's here's something I did find interesting. What's that? Apparently 22% of uh, Canadian citizens are gun owners. Only 22%? That's a lot for another country, though. You have to consider that. Oh 22% is a lot for another country.
0: I guess I just, I just base everything off America. Because what, it, what, what's what the percentage? Per, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's look it's it up.
1: probably like, it's. I'm going to say.
0: What percentage of Americans own firearms?
1: I would say probably in the 50s. Maybe forty like eight. This is gonna blow your mind, dude. Sixty sixty five? No, way less.
0: Uh this is a little hold on a second. Oh, okay, okay. This is this is weird. So how many firearms are owned by Americans? There are close to four 100 million, 400 million in our population. Yeah, that's because we know
1: we know ten guys that have a thousand guns themselves. Like
0: what? And the that's f- that's reported, that's reported. So it's it's possible that there's even more. Um Well, by state, oh, dude, look at the states. Yeah,
1: so nearly twenty-two percent of Canadian. This was all oh, that was in ninety-six. Okay. So I don't know what their ratio is now, but in '96, 22 percent of Canadian households had at least one firearm. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do you one better here, and I'll give you some stats. Uh,
0: Going uh, the top ten <coughs> states in America that have the highest gun ownership. Okay. The highest gun ownership. Montana's number one with 66.3 uh, percent. Wyoming is number two with 66.2. Alaska um, with 64. Idaho oh, yeah, that's with 60 percent. Yeah, West Virginia 58%, Arkansas 57%, Mississippi 55%, Alabama 55%, South Dakota 55% and North Dakota 55%. So there's there's obviously a couple more.
1: of those states surprised me, but most of them make sense because those people like they literally hunt and stuff for, <laughs> to, to live.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm looking where Arizona is on this. And so
1: according to to this study uh in two thousand five, three percent of Canadian households possessed handguns, and eighteen percent of US households possessed handguns. Which is which is really I mean, yeah. So we see So sixteen percent of all households in Canada possessed firearms of some sort as of in two thousand five. So this is this is pretty concerning.
0: I'm looking for Arizona on this list and I can't find it.
1: I know we have a lot of guns here. And then in 2010, it says that Canada had 5.4 okay. percent of the Canadian population had some sort of firearm valid through their program.
0: Arizona's got 46.3. Okay, 46.3 percent as of a, a 2022 poll. So, so we're just over half of our citizens are armed.
1: So this is interesting. So. It went so Canadian Canada went from in '96 from 22 percent of them being armed to now to now 16 percent of them no 5.4 percent now. So since '96 to 2010 it went from 22 percent to 5.4 percent.
0: Can I ask you a question? guys you your question predicated on all this stuff? And then we'll get in, we'll get into this in if a, those a, stats are correct. We'll get into this in a, in, in a guns part two, part two. Okay, if you would. So we're we're in guns part two right now, talking about Canada. Do you believe that a well regulated militia is necessary for freedom?
1: There probably already are. No, no, I'm asking you. Do you believe that? Man, that's a big question. <laughs>
0: I'll give you three options. Here's, here's yes,
1: no, and then yes with conditions. Yes with conditions. Okay, what are the conditions? Uh there's a lot of bad people out there that could use something like that for really bad things. It it would have to be it would have to it would have to be brothers in arms that could really hold people accountable and and and, and basically put people out that weren't gonna uh, you know, hold up to the honor.
0: Well that that topic of militia is a little bit bigger than we have time for tonight. So what we're gonna do is that's we're gonna hit we're gonna do like a part two, part two of Guns, Canada, America and Militias, all that good stuff. Um, and we'll talk about that next week. So with or not next week, later on next time. So again, thank you so much for any questions, comments, or insults. You can always email us at cut podcast, all one word at gmail.com. And guys, that's all we got for today. So stay tuned for part two. And we talk about militias.